0: You're listening to SB Nation at the Super Bowl. We're very pleased to be joined in Miami on Radio Row by the one, the only, the internationally famous, (laughs) Cynthia Freeland. Cynthia, I'm curious, how often do you get, like, your family members texting you, like, Things from Etsy, like little cute shirts that say like math is fun. Do you get those all the time?
1: They, you know what, my family is up their game and just, they just full buy it for me. Nice. So I have like a full drawer full of like math lead, math lover, math, math, math. And you're like, got it. Thanks, mom.
2: Wasn't your dad like a math? Yes. person. Yes, my so, dad's
1: an engineer too, so. There we go. What type? He was an automotive engineer and he used to work on race cars. So, okay. engines designed for ra- I'm going to like butcher this and he's going to listen to it and be mad at me like the computer that runs a race car engine, that was my dad.
0: So, was he in Ford versus Ferrari?
1: We went to see that movie, but he was GM. Okay. So I was like, Dad, was Leah a that good looking? And he's like, nope, not even close. So that's right. Where.
2: <laughs> I, I went to go see uh, the social network when it came out with a computer programmer. That's and, more like me. And then when we walked out, he was just like grumbling about all the inaccuracies he could see in the code on the screen.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: So oh, was, was sure. your dad like that? Was he grumbling afterwards? Like, that's not how it really was.
1: I mean... The fact that he even told us he wanted to do something, because, you know, there's a lot of, over, like, me, my mom, my sister, we're all, like, loud, horrible women in the best lovely way. But, you know, the fact he actually was like, we, I want to do this thing, we're all like, oh, okay. So, we just kind of enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> so, you said uh, the social network programmer was a lot like you. Uh, everybody knows you're analytics queen, analytics god, all of it. Um <laughs> How many devices do you use? I'm always curious. Do you have like six iPads or like or like MBM, whatever? I don't know. Yeah.
1: yeah so the interesting part is... Most of the time I carry my laptop with me, like I only have my laptop in out here in Miami because I can like VPN into my home okay. computer. So my like everything at home, I've got a bunch of screens. I kind of look like, I used to be a banker, so I'm like used to that multiple screen like lifestyle, right? So at home I use multiple screens, but on the road I only take my laptop because if I were to try to travel with, you know, the this, this stuff that sits in right. my closet, it's just... Way, way too much computer. It'd be like an extra whole bag. Do you
2: run it all off your own servers or do you have like a cloud server somewhere?
1: I do have a cloud. You okay. Know? Yeah. Well, we don't say I'm, it. I mean,
0: because would be careful.
1: Actually, you know, they sponsor my stuff and I'm like, can I, can you come on AWS? Like uh, my stuff runs through AWS and I'm like, can you just get, can I have it for free? No, not yet
2: I <laughs> want you on the, the commercial where it's like AWS does this not I this I want it to be like Cynthia's but then the freelance. problem is is
1: then like on game day morning like the Microsoft Surface tablet so like it kind of conflicting
0: so what's you know? the most uh, predictable analytics thing you get all the time the like most, what's the most like the highest win probability and stuff like that that what you get all the time
1: yeah, I think people want to know win probability, probably the, the, the most. I get a lot of people who come up to me and ask me who they should play in fantasy right. for certain things, which is like. I, t-
2: I text you my start sits every yeah, week. No, no.
1: I, I mean, like, I think I get a lot of questions like that, but I think also, like, they the people who understand it when they see, like, a high number. So this past season, anything that was, like, over 60% of the simulations turned up as a like Monte Carlo simulation. So when it was more than 60%, it's like, this sounds like my um, anchorman stat, but like, you know, that was up in like 76% mm-hmm. correct. So people would be like, which which one are your 60%? I get that a lot. Like, what's over 60 this week, Sin? You know, and you're like, right. okay, that's this.
2: All right. I have like three questions I'm going to hit yeah. you with like real quick. Let's go. The first one, because I just want the shortest answer possible. Yep. Who's winning the Super Bowl? Cheese. Cool. Second question. I'm sure you factor in when you're doing like predictive analytics for like all the games all year long, home field advantage. Does it factor into the Super Bowl at all? No. So there's zero advantage either way. No. Travel like distance.
1: In the, if they were to get here the day before, sure, maybe, um, but they don't. This this is a this is like a bye week, and then you have a vac. Like the harder part, really. Super Bowl experience does factor into my model because if you've been there before and you understand all of the requirements and how tired you're going to be like these media availability, these questions like constant, like overstimulation. So this year it
2: doesn't factor in the experience really.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's only two players. Like, so if you look to see which team only, I think it's like what Emmanuel Sanders And and Richard Sherman are the only two on the Niners with experience where you've got a whole bunch on the
2: chiefs. So, okay. So back to home field advantage. Yep. I'm sure it differs from team to team, right? Sure does. Worst home field advantage in the league has to be the Chargers?
1: Currently, sure. So ultimately, look, home field advantage is a tricky thing because if you move, like, when is it your home? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like can you really consider mm. like, and it's even dignity health. Now, I mean, what was the first one? Like stuff up, think. like, yeah. you know, like all the different names. Right. So is that their home? Like, I don't even know. Like, so I think the fact that they don't have a home is a disadvantage more than being at home is but, an right. advantage. Right. Like right. that's very awkward way of saying that, but you know what I mean? Like the, the lack of kind of home base is a disadvantage, not
0: an advantage. So for the chargers then specifically there's being on the road, um, help i guess because that that factor didn't change when they moved you know what i mean like that's that's an equivalent sort of situation
1: yeah i when it, when it came to charge i can't remember like the exact number in there but it, they had the of, in the rams too really the a low factor for kind of difference between mm-hmm. it, it was travel like obviously if you're going on the east coast there are sure. some differences there but you know it's it's or if you're going to london or if you're going to mexico city there's some differences there but it's it's not the home was not a, a a positive net for them even though it took the Cowboys a while in their new stadium for that to have and it it, it for it was negative for a while right it's like still that way right so you know it's like that's not it, it takes a while like I just don't know when something becomes your home that's that's my question is like when when is it home
0: see I covered the Cowboys for Nation and I know that you've uh worked before on developing offensive line veterans. yes can you explain that because I have a lot of questions
1: Totally. So ultimately, I was told once when I was like very early in like this journey to become like, you know, work, work in analytics, um, that there was nothing. Russ Grimm, who is a prolific. Hall of Famer. Yeah, prolific. Also should be Hall of Fame coach too. Right. Like Could be both, right? He had
0: the coolest thing. I was at his Hall of Fame induction and he talked about he was going to get all the hogs stitched inside of his jacket. Exactly. Exactly. So
1: uh, for those who don't know, he was a Redskin. Mm -hmm. And then he was, when I met him, he was the O-line coach for the Tennessee Titans. And he was like nothing that, and he was fun. Nothing that you can say will ever be useful to me yeah. and whatever it's like sure so <laughs> i took that as a personal affront, and i tried to quantify a bender because that's like you know all offensive line coaches like benders i don't want any benders right like negative unfavorable leverage like getting pushed back so that your quarterback feels more pressure i just started with passing downs because that was easier for me to you mm-hmm. know it, you had to start somewhere so what i eventually found was if i measured so i took computer vision and i basically it looks like the yellow line like when you watch on tv the first down line i can measure like where a hip a knee a butt <laughs> big fat men's butts they don't move very far so it was easy for me to measure. Right. I can measure that in passing situations and you contextualize them by down, distance, score, game situation. So awesome. What kind of quarterback all of these different things. So I took, you know, I think it was like something like 135,000 passing snaps and tried to create what is an average amount of pushback because sometimes pushback is strategic sometimes it's not Mm. but I figured out when it was too close to the quarterback so I did some work with you know like your peripheral vision you can see 135 degrees most human beings can so if you look where their head is looking when they're moving when the quarterback is surveying and most quarterbacks are a little over six feet tall so I tried to measure you know a three foot halo I went I expanded it to five started with three because I thought your arm is three but five is better proxy that took a lot of time to get to just that just to work there and so I measured how many times people got pushed back and then I what correlated that back to find if it was causal? So, causal means it's actually related, right? Not just correlated, which we mean could investigate more to what happens in their first 10 split of their. 40 mm. so if you keep your bum down if you're a big old man and you're a tackle or a guard you keep your bum down for the first 10 split you are far less likely to be a waste spender in the league most people don't keep their butt down taylor Lewan, he kept his butt down a lot that's one that comes to mind because i that was the draft where i really measured it and he i was like he's gonna be good wow. and obviously went like really high everyone thought he was gonna be i was like no he's actually gonna be good yeah like i can prove right. it right <laughs> right like
2: <laughs> who's the uh who's the good offensive line that like no one knows about yet
1: I think the Niners get a little overlooked. The interior of their line is, is a little dicey, but Joe Staley being back is a huge deal. Like the difference with pressure, that left, left tackle position, the, the replacement, that. Huge, like third, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's under pressure, like a third less of snaps on passing downs with Joe Staley than without. So his injury replacement is better. Both of these O-lines are actually pretty, like, very interesting, very interesting to me. They've had some really good performances. Both are very strong. Both have some weaknesses, though. But I think as far as, you know, they're probably like five and eight overall in the league.
2: And I remember like a couple years ago, the Chiefs offensive line took a lot of flack. Like they had issues like two or three years ago. So they really well, turned it around.
1: Patrick Mahomes on the run, you know, being Helps. able to like like shift where the pocket is or not have a pocket or whatever. Like he's pretty special at doing that, right? So, and also if you're able to run officially on first and second down, like the Niners have, well, you your pocket's a little bit more protected because all of your passing options are then available on third and short, right? Or And a running option. So you keep defenses a little bit more honest. So the shape of the defense is really helpful you know if you're if you're not constantly facing third in a million right mm-hmm. like or third and long or you know if you're not constantly in these like really unfavorable situations then the shape of the defense will help dictate how the o-line can help they all work together philip rivers will know that he does know that
0: you you uh uncover and unturn a lot of stones uh as evidenced by the three foot five foot halo yeah what is the most um ambiguous quality Uh, and because like I have to imagine like measuring the offensive line thing, like Pat Mahomes has to make that difficult because it's, it's not this sort of stationary thing that it always is.
1: No, but the, but the luck, the lucky thing for me is that the, so like to do good data science, in my opinion, you know, what I've been taught is you take a historical sample and then you measure it against like the current sample mm-hmm. and you find doppelgangers. So things that resemble other things, right? So the doppelganger set, the historical set, gives me a good basis because there weren't a lot of like super mobile quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. So right. it actually shows how like good he is above that as opposed to like. Influ- influencing like when, so like there are a lot of pocket passers in my sample. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that actually helps me. So that, that I got lucky on that one. Let, sure. let me be clear. Some things I don't get lucky on. Like it's way more ambiguous to me. Safety play, the impact of safeties mm-hmm. and, you know, not having to drop, like when you have seven in coverage or when you have the five in cover, like all these different sort of like defensive schemes like that's a lot harder to quantify in terms of like all right because i've been spending a lot of time working on a lot like way too much time i gotta figure out safety is better that's like my it's like a two-year project
0: what have you learned so far
1: that they don't get a lot of shine but they're super important and you only really know when they aren't there Mm. you know what i mean like tyron matthew is a when tyron matthew's able to be when you see him it really like when he's doing what he's doing well which is like not biting on play action and staying back in coverage you know who gets the sack chris jones so it's it's really not easy to quantify like hey he's smart enough not to right not not to get out of position yeah so that's hard. and you've got it i mean look the the charger safeties are awesome right like they're different kind of types types of safeties mm-hmm. but like you know like when adrian phillips and Derwin james were together that's a way better situation.
2: So it's funny you're talking about like trying to understand safeties better because I remember your obsession with Jamal Adams.
1: Oh, I'm still obsessed with
2: him. Future Cowboy Jamal. Adams. So and and Speaking probably truth. and we we don't need to go into I Jamal did Jet's Adams preseason. So we don't. But my question to you is: Have you started looking at the draft this upcoming year? Who's your favorite player that you're just like I really want him to end up on the Detroit Lions?
1: Oof. Well, I don't know if I would like wish that fate on anyone as a lifelong (laughs) Lions fan. I like it's very difficult to like, I mean, look, I love I I will always love them. But as I'm a long suffering Lions fan, Um, look, the Lions are lucky because the things that this draft are really good for, namely wide receiver, like you could throw a dart and hit a great wide receiver in this draft class in the first two rounds. Right. You're so but Lions are kind of lucky. Like, they don't need it. So, what I'd really like from the Lions is some good effing strategy. Give me Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Give me Chase Young. Like, strat. Str- like, str- you have the third pick. There's a bunch of people who need quarterbacks. Like, strategically figure it out so that you can maybe, like, trade back two. Get someone, get, like... Or get Chase Young, one or the other. Yeah. So, you but know?
2: what I was trying to ask, who is your Jamal Adams this year? Who's the guy that you look at and you're like, he's Ugh. going to be an impact player the moment he steps on the field.
1: Well, it's Chase Young. Like he's okay. he's my best player in the draft. Like I, I, Gene I, is now
2: very excited.
1: You are <laughs> perfect. I mean, I'm from Michigan, saying that too. So you know, like <laughs> this. <it's interesting>. Absolutely. <laughs> and yes. I went to Northwestern, which doesn't count because it just doesn't. But yeah.
0: <laughs> who um on the subject of Jamal Adams, I guess Grant Delpit or Isaiah McKenzie. I know it's really early, but where do you fall right now? Whew.
1: That's a great question. I'm, I'm going to have you. to look at it a little bit. I mean, I, I want to say I've done more work on Isaiah McKenzie. So mm. I, I'm a little biased still with it. I'm not like, I kind of start where people don't start because I like, so the way that my, dra- my draft prep works is like, as these people are, you know, they'll make lists and they'll do all these things. Like I, my sweet spot is like, I want to help teams. So right now I work with teams. So like, In this time of year, like once TV switches over to draft, I'll do more TV on draft and talk more about these first round guys. But right now, teams have like I consult with teams and I help them create a strategy for free agents. So I've been a little bit more focused on like acceptable substitutes, free agent versus draft to try to navigate like the wide. So I've been really focused on the wide receiver situation because. You know, if a team's really smart, they'll go snag a wide receiver. Like, go pay Emmanuel Sanders right now because it's a known quantity. Yeah. Right. But only if you have the other personnel that right. make that work. So, t- so I've been really focused on just because there are so many. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I've I've spent my time focusing.
0: That's fascinating.
2: I'm sorry, I couldn't help but laugh at like the the Lions fan saying like, go get a known quantity wide receiver, and then like, don't go get a wide receiver when you don't have the rest because of their history of just. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I lived it. Yeah.
1: I I lived it, so.
2: (laughs) Okay, so um, one last question. I was telling RJ earlier that uh, I love to ask you questions about, like, have you factored in this? Have you factored in this? Yep. So I'm going to pay Gina back because she was just riding high, and now she's going to be riding low. (laughs) Kyle Shanahan, 28 to 3 factor in at all?
1: Sure, because when you have 28 to 3 and you create some – like, look, I specifically remember – Devonte Freeman not picking up a blitz that really changed the cadence of the end of that game and I asked Marshall Falk who was working at the NFL Network at the time I go did he not pick that up or was that play call and Marshall looked at me and he laughed he goes I would have made that block mm-hmm. and I was like I know I know you would have yeah. but like you know what so the the play call it's not the, that you got stung so bad it's the decision making after that like and you've seen Kyle grow at like just a ton
2: but it's still in his history right. sure
1: it's just like it's in you know your history that you you know in little league like you know what right. I mean like right. we all have our we all have our history just most of us you know it's not really at the super bowl with millions and millions right. of people right. watching you know
0: it's interesting kind of like you know we've all like burned our hands or whatever I mean it's just yeah of muscle memory at that point totally Cynthia bring the podcast back because this this well, was
2: fascinating
1: I know let's go RJ,
2: RJ was a listener he was Game a listener Game Theory Money podcast Every listen
1: week. I first of all anything you do with Matt Money Smith is like he, it's
0: gold you guys are the pipes. great together and
1: nobody makes me laugh like unexpected like money will just like look at me and say something and then I'll like uncontroll like and it's real too it's not like a courtesy like mm-hmm. you know the TV like <laughs> not. nope it's like I'm on the floor like can't breathe
0: <laughs> bring it back because yeah. the O-line thing the safety thing it's incredible Cynthia Freeland thank you. queen of analytics queen of everything thank you so much for <laughs> taking the time to join us thank
1: you so much for having me